Hello, 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 and welcome to Five Star Potential, the weekly football manager podcast brought to you by those at WeStream FM. On my own? No, 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 no. Don't be silly. This week, I'm joined by Mr. Teach. How's it going, my man? Mr. Dave. Howdy. Mr. Doop. Evening. And rounding us off is Mr. Kurt Dog. Good day, sir. Marvellous, marvellous, marvellous. Right, save updates. Let's get rolling right into it. Kurt Dog. Continue on with the Nottingham updates, please. I think I think last week I said it was going badly. It hasn't improved. Um, yeah, it's it's just been it's just been defeat after. I don't think we've won on stream since uh, since we recorded the pod last week. So um, I, I don't know. We're we're still we're still in a fight uh, to stay out of relegation. We are in in that relegation zone currently. Um, but I just can't seem to find a winning formula. Um, I'm going to have to start tinkering, I think. Uh, I've sort of identified that my fullbacks are where the biggest weak link is. So I think going forward, just ditching them and, and moving to a, a system that doesn't require them might be uh, might be the way forward. But yeah, we're leaking goals. We're not scoring goals. All of our strikers have sort of gone on a simultaneous goal drought. Patrick Catroni's the biggest waste of space possibly in football manager <laughs> history. Uh and oh one 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 good thing though is uh, we signed Wayne Rooney on loan and he scored an absolute banger in his de- on his debut. So maybe there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah, it's it's not going well. I mean this in the nicest way possible, but I've been in a few of these streams and it's been quality viewing. I mean absolute quality viewing. Your rants have been amazing. Nothing short of epic. I feel like you're laughing at me rather than with me, though. <laughs> yes, but in a, in a friendly way. And, and I mean that honestly. I mean, the the rants that you've been having have been nothing short of glorious. And I mean that. It's, it's been top viewing. Well, I pre- Curty Rage is real. Curty Rage is real. Uh, believe me, I've, I've punched the desk several times on the street. So. It's, not, it's not something I'm proud of, but it's something that is probably going to happen more as the season progresses. I think you are breaking the clip system on Twitch. Yeah, there's been a few. Uh, there's been a few kicking around in the last couple of streams. Brilliant. Well, entertaining as always, Mister Kurtog. Thank you very much, Mister Dupe. How are things going? Well, since the last pod, we unfor- I say unfortunately we missed out on the playoffs on the last day by a point. Um, we had an epic game against Fulham and we lost seven three. Uh, we needed to go out and win, so we went out to win and we lost uh, absolutely horrifically um so my my board has given me uh about a million pounds that they got the tv money of about six million so they're happy they've got money so they said just just as long as you don't get relegated they're absolutely ecstatic so i got rid of 11 players um i got rid of literally all my staff bar one scout and i've just rebuilt everything uh to which we played our first game yesterday and we went 2-0 down after seven minutes to Aston Villa. We did get back to draw 3 all. Um, however, it seems to be we concede a shed load and we score just a little bit less than a shed load because uh, the next game was 3-2 uh, to, 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 to Reading. Um, but we, we won in the Carabao Cup, so all is good. All is good. Mighty trophy, if you ask me. So you got, you got £6 million in TV money and they gave you £1 million to spend? Uh, yeah, we were um, we have really bad finances, um, and they paid a lot of money in the last two seasons doing um, stadium work. So we've gone up from four thousand 
to about 811, I think, it or 8,100 8, stadium capacity, which okay. is actually more than what the whole of the population of Nailsworth where so Forest Green come from. Those sweet potato and quinoa pies, that's not where the money's going, is it? Clearly not, no. I was asking about the hemp seat covers that they're obviously using instead of leather. Uh, I think but... it's standing, most of it. <laughs> well, it's unfortunate to hear about the... Well, the sad news about the lack of promotion because would that have been three on the bounce it would have been three on the bounce which would have been the first time i've ever even offline before we've been doing it streaming or whatever first time i've ever done that but i don't this is no disrespect as well curry but i don't think i would have wanted to go through what curry's going through right now um (laughs) and we would have been like 20 times worse i honestly think if we would have gone up i think we'd have probably got about four million to build a premier league squad that is ridiculous Plus, your son would not have slept a wink whilst you're bashing the crap out of your desk. So, I said desk. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Excellent. Right. There's a man I'm going to leave till the end for for, for a, a, a good reason this week. Uh, Mr. Dave, how are things going? Yeah, I mean, I think last week I was in a, a similar stage to what Chris was. Uh, but now uh, things are looking a lot better. We... We went through, it's really, really tight at the bottom of the Premier League at the moment. I think there's two teams down the bottom, Burnley and Sunderland, who are just out of it already. Sunderland have picked up five points in over half a season. So I think they're all but down anyway. And Burnley haven't done much better. I think they've got 10. So more or less, there's only one relegation place that we're fighting for now. But it's so tight. I think there's about four points separating uh, seventh to 18th so a couple of wins and we're right back in it so now we had two tough games against Liverpool and United Uh, we got one point from United a free uh, free all draw which is brilliant and then we lost out to Liverpool but we had 10 men throughout the majority of the game so it wasn't that bad but now we've gone on a a nice little run of uh, sort of four wins in the league we're just beating West Brom in our first black country derby of the series too Uh, they got relegated to the championship but we beat them in the FA Cup um, and all of a sudden, things are looking much better. So we're actually, I think now, we're as close to the top four as we are to the relegation zone now, but it's still really, really tight in the league at the moment. So we haven't got much money to spend in January, so I think I'm going to just sit on the squad as it is. I've changed the formation to play four at the back with a defensive midfielder and two central midfielders. So the front three are getting a lot more room to do their thing, and it seems to be working at the moment as well. Does this mean you've been upgraded from just OK? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, as it stands, touch wood, I'm not sack a party this year. Um, <laughs> touch wood, though. Did someone clip that. Yeah, I think that's going to come <laughs> back to haunt him. You, you say someone clip that. Um, it, it's recorded, Doop. It, <laughs> it, we don't need to worry about the clipping thing. I'm used to streaming. That's all I'm saying. We noticed. Uh, anyway, right. This man deserves his own little new section this week, and rightfully so. Mr. Teach, take it away. You've got big news. Don't disappoint us. Yeah, I uh, I uh, had burgers for tea. Um, <laughs> they were amazing. Um, you know, when you use a little bit of French mustard as well as tomato ketchup, it was a winner. Uh, no, um, and obviously you're, you're alluding to the, the Twitch partnership with Hooray. You know, round of applause. Hey. Round of applause. There we go. Um, yeah, obviously the biggest news from the stream being that uh, that we did get, uh, we did become sort of Twitch verified partners, which is amazing news because it's sort of the, it's the goal, I think, I think it's fair to say that we all look at whether it, we feel it's feasible or not. Um, and it's probably fair to, to say that when Dupe and I uh, sort of started in May last year, it, it was never really a goal as such. It wasn't something that was um, 
in scope. It was more just a case of we'll crack on, see how we get on. And with the release of uh, FM18, of course, everyone got a little bit busier and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, proud, pleased as Punch and everything else. And, uh, yeah, it's great not just for me, but for the, for the views of the stream. So, uh, but other than that, we uh, save update-wise. I'm trying to think how it went down. We went out the Libertadores to Palmeiras. I'm pretty sure last week we'd not gone out yet. We were waiting on that sort of quarter-final appearance. Um, and although that's bad news, we were just trying to increase the reputation of the club because we try to get uh, more reputable to get uh, the sort of the better youth players and they're going to want to come and play for the club. So we, we did the reputation-wise a huge favour. But in the league right now, we're currently hitting the end of December. And would you Adam and Eve it? We're top. We're top of the league. We've beaten River Plate. We've beaten Boca Juniors. Unfortunately, we lost against Rosario. Our one defeat this season fell at the hands of Rosario. And that man who I pushed so hard to try and buy and eventually did buy, regardless of how much hassle his agent gave us, Ezekiel Barco, um, is actually by a long chalk leading the assists at the moment with 12 assists in, in the Superliga. So it's been... An amazing year, amazing year. It's been an amazing week personally for me on Twitch and stuff, but also for the save and the direction it's going into, I genuinely feel like we might be trophy bound this year, which is good. It's great. It's nice to see that your hard work in both settings is finally starting to pay off, both on the Twitch sort of side of things as well as the save side. So excellent work. Um, in terms of my save, I've actually streamed this week, which is... Uh, Plus, I mean, I've actually got through twelve games, which is which is quite astounding for me, to be honest. I'm normally fairly slow, so uh, things are. It's been a bit more mixed uh, this past week. Um, we're still top, but the the points gap has been vastly reduced. Uh, we're still in the Checker Trade Trophy somehow, despite playing as many kids as possible. And uh, Lee Smooset has decided he no longer wants to be a beast anymore. Um, he got to 25 goals and then stopped for a while. I think he's only on 26 now, so it's a bit annoying that his form's dipped off because we have been struggling to score goals without him being that awesome poach that he had been previously. As uh, current Blackburn manager, Matt, I need to ask you a question. Joe Rankin Costello, what do you shout when he scores? Because that's a long word and, and, and the ranking bit gets time. confused. Yeah. Costello, I... Rankin, Rankin Costello, Ranky Costello, <laughs> Joe... We went for Joe. Our stream yeah. went for Joe. Just Joe. I think okay. it's a lot easier. But yeah, th I, he's uh, he's uh, talking of the young man. He's only just turned 18 and his attributes aren't incredible, but he just seems to pull these performances out of absolutely nowhere. He's got, a bit, I think he's got four assists this season from central midfield, which is just incredible for someone so young and against sort of decent opposition. So uh, he's, uh, he's very much impressed me in the, the fleeting appearances he's made. He was my first signing uh, this season. Uh, we are kind of building almost a squad, not round him, but we use him as a figurehead. We got him very cheap. I think we got him for about, oh, I think it was about, it was less than half a million, but it, it was very, it was a lot cheaper than I've seen others get him. But we're playing him in a shadow striker role and he is just, he's always seems to be doing the pass before the clinical pass, but he just seems to tie up the play so nicely. I'm very impressed, Matthew, what you've done with him. I'm intrigued that you're playing him as a shadow striker. The, the issue I have with trying to play sort of an attacking midfielder is that I've got a load of players that can play there. Um, so we're actually looking at a formation change at the moment to try and shoehorn a few more central midfielders in uh, because I want to get the best out of Bradley Dack as well as 
um, nurturing the young talent that I've got in the midfield. I've also got Andre Almeida, who I want to be able to squeeze in. And he's fantastic, but I've just got so many players who play in the same position. I'm, I'm really having to... I don't want to sell any, any of them because they're awesome and I want to be able to blood them through at the same time. Which uh, I think it, just juggling that number of players in that, those central positions is becoming a bit more of a harder task than I anticipated at the start. See, I wanted to play four four two from the start of the save, um, but I found that the lower leagues just don't have wingers that are that are capable. Um, maybe that's maybe why you find in the fact that you've got too many good central midfielders instead of having good wide players. It's possibly something to do with it. Yeah. Um, right. Before we move into our team meeting, teachers had some fantastic news, and I don't want to sort of overshadow him too much, but we've also had another uh, purple tick from Twitch in the Weestrom FM stable, and that is Mr. Unarming Pine. So we uh, shouted out Viking Dan the other week because he's had his, so that's three boys in as many weeks, I believe. So a big round of applause for each of them for, for the dedication and hard work it takes to be able to get that. They all know exactly how hard they've worked, how consistent they've had to be to get that, and so that applause is absolutely necessary. So well done, chaps. That's a wholehearted thank. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. But congratulations more so. Right, team meeting time. I think. So this week we've decided to focus on staff responsibilities. I think we sort of semi-touched on this a few weeks ago, but we wanted to go a bit more in depth because I think it's something that we'll all approach slightly differently. Um, so, who wants to start us off with uh, with this rather meaty little subject, Mr. Kurt Dog? So I'm going to start with something quite specific, and it's been um, it's been quite pertinent for me this week. Is uh, is press conferences? So traditionally, I've always left this to my assistant, but then at the same time, I've always been one who's rather than sort of got an assistant that's tied to the club, I've I've just looked for the you know the most appropriate or the or the best assistant I could possibly find. Now this season, I brought in Stuart Pierce as my assistant. And his motivating level is seven. Uh, his man management is nine. He's basically he's not a very good assistant manager. Um, but I brought him in because obviously he's a forest legend. Now, I don't know how much of an effect it's had, but obviously I've still been uh, delegating those press conferences to my assistant. And it's just dawned on me that actually he's probably been doing terrible things in those press conferences in terms of motivating players or, or saying the right things to answers and I've I've now got to the point where I'm taking over the press conferences myself because I'm just terrified of what he's going to say obviously at the end of the season I think we'll maybe reassess and see if we can uh, make him a coach rather than the assistant manager and maybe bring in someone more uh, more suited to the role but it's just it's 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 never really just as a reflex I always just yeah assistant you do the press conference assistant you do that um but with with someone who's whose attributes aren't great maybe it's more detrimental to the task see responsibilities given to staff I I I haven't really done it a lot The, the one thing I have done and I remember very um well, it, it, it sticks in my mind is when me and Teach were doing the Sir Jules Sir Alex Ferguson challenge. I had a, I'm pretty sure it's Terry Butcher as my director of football at Swansea, and I never like picking staff. I never know the the right thing to do. So what I did was I let him hire all my staff, and he was phenomenal. He picked some absolute world class members of staff, um, and yeah, I think a lot of people give give shit to the uh, to, to the directors of football for, for signing players 
but he picked quite a good little squad, uh, a team of uh, of coaches and physios and scouts. Yeah, going back to the the press conference uh, thing, Chris. I, I... I'm about. I'm sort of fifty-fifty. I think I've always been like that. Sometimes I do them. Sometimes I skip them, as you say. But I always do wonder how much effect it has because I'm sure you can. Obviously, you can affect relationships with other managers in there because you always see sort of the beef between a couple of managers um, in there in coming up in the news and stuff. But I always wonder if sort of if you because in the press conferences sometimes they ask if you how you're going to play if you're going to play defensive or attacking. I always sort of say no comment because obviously I don't want to give it away. But I wonder if you do say you go and attack in, if it gives your opposition a bit of an upper hand or you're just trying to play mind games with them or if it actually has too much of an effect on the upcoming match that you're about to play. Again, probably similar to maybe the weather thing that we spoke about a number of weeks ago. It might just all be a myth. But um, definitely the one thing that it affects a lot is uh, sort of the manager relationships, which I think is the main thing on the on the press conferences. I think I think what you say in press conferences does have an effect. I think you know morale's obviously a thing for a reason, and and one of the one of the key attributes of an assistant manager is is the motivating attribute, and obviously whether that applies to training or whether that applies to other areas where you delegate stuff to your assistant, um, it must it must have an effect. But like I say, it's it's just kind of dawned on me that actually previously I've always had a, a good assistant so I could I would have been fairly comfortable that he'd have been saying the right things in press conferences but uh but with Stuart Pearce I'm not so sure you see I've always been in many aspects of the game there's not much that I delegate out in general there are parts I'm trying to think of them as we go but press conferences has never been one of them because those in my opinion those press conferences are there pretty much to trip you up you know the press will ask you about your style, your system, one of your players, one of the opposition's players, opposition manager, you know, and try and get you into wars of words that, you know, that that the players don't want to be hearing and, and, you know, it gets them down. And I've always said, I mean, I can probably count on two hands how many press conferences I've not done over the past three or four versions of the game, I think. And I know, yes, a lot of people say, oh, it's just repetitive, same questions over and over and over. And I get that. I totally get that. But when you start seeing these questions, you know which route you go in anyway before you even hit the answer. Um, but the only times I've not answered them is if I've genuinely come out of a game really pissed off. That's the only time I don't do it. And that's literally like send the assistant because I'm not interested in, in, in taking the press conference. But other than that, I've always felt if you're if you're willing to send your assistant manager, then you're willing to send your players onto the pitch with with thoughts going on in their head with, with, with regards to what your manager, assistant manager said, which is not necessarily what you would have said. And I do think you're possibly tripping yourself up with that. No, that's pretty much... I, I've been like you have for a long time in that I can't trust my staff to do the job that I would do and that they'll always say the wrong thing. And there's a reason why you're told what kind of person or personality those uh, members of the media, because they're not just journalists, they are sort of, you get radio personalities and what have you now, but they're, you know, you the worst thing you can get is like the devious and then unfriendly or whatever the other sort of un, unsightly people, the ones that are going to try and turn you over by saying the wrong thing. And I think 
as soon as you see that, you're the one who has to be controlling that, but you obviously don't see that until you've sort of entered the lion's den, as it were, or sent your uh, your lamb to the slaughter, alternatively. Yeah, I'm sat here now and I'm trying to think. See, we, Matt and I, we, we play very similar. Um, uh, and you, you need to be, you know, you need to be the one if you've made the mis- you know, if the if the players are feeling bad, it needs to be your mistake why they're feeling bad and not something that you've set the computer to go and do. And what I'm getting out there is I've made I've had bad conferences where I've gone into the dressing room before the game. Make it sound like a real life. There you go, walking into the dressing room. Lads are all looking at me like, what have you done, boss? But no, you go in and you can see the the, the players who have got the PR thing next to them. They've uh, reacted negatively uh, to something that's been said. And many, many moons ago, when I was using assistant manager, I'd see that more often, so I'll stay clear of that. But I also said that I used... I did use uh, responsibilities for a few things and a couple of them are coming to me. Uh, I uh, I have my, I make sure I put together a shit hot crack team of, of youth coaches. I always do that because I don't manage at the youth level. So I don't bother with all the training stuff and I delegate the training out. But anyone who knows the way I play, if I find a 16 or 17 year old, it's straight in the first team anyway. So I'll look after him along with the first team squad. Um, and another thing is uh, this, this, pre-match tactical briefing shite um, that goes to my assistant every single game um, because I, I'm I'm not into the clicks I'm, I'm not feeling I'm gaining much from it and uh, yeah that goes that goes there every single time but other than that I think I manage everything else and do not farm anything out to directors of football I don't have anybody doing the contracts for me or anything like that I do the lot because I don't trust them when they come to do the contracts because they pay everybody too much bloody money. I don't trust them trying to buy players because they play clubs too much bloody money. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I uh, I pretty much handle everything else myself. I feel it's part of the game. Yeah, I the, the sort of main thing that I sort of always gave to my assistant in previous years before this year was the friendly matches because I always just wanted to get into the competitive action. But this year, especially watching a lot more of you guys, is I noticed that friendly matches are pretty important, to be fair, because a lot of the time when you set your assistant to them, I look at the team and I think, why have you selected all them players? Like It's just such a, a crap team. that. So I, I, this year, I've started doing them myself. That way I can play my own tactics, I can change tactics. And I always, throughout the whole of preseason, I want to play my first 11. So they all get match fit, obviously using different players as well. So I have like two 11s which I swap around, but... That was the main thing that I always gave to my assistant. So now I give, um, I've even taken, I used to let the assistant arrange the friendlies. I've taken that off them now, so I do all of that myself. Um, but the one thing I let my director of football do, which I probably need to change, is uh, renewing all my staff contracts. Because, you know, every now and then you get, oh, three months left till you, uh, your contracts run out. I just got scroll from my staff list and I'm there scrolling for like two minutes, like thinking, when is this going to end? I said, I'm going to probably spend another two hours actually offering the staff the contracts myself. So um, similar to, to what Tobe says, I always want to try and get like the best staff, even at like youth level. So what I'm probably going to have to do is set the staff that I want to release and just let the the DO, uh, the director of football sort of deal with the rest of uh, the contracts himself. See, that's one thing I won't do, and that is give them any control over contracts at all, whether it be staff or not. And that's because I don't want to give uh, the assistant manager or whoever I signed to do the, the the training I don't want to give them responsibility of doing that because of how in it I guess it's kind of gamifying it a bit but the whole uh, star rating of you know needing the determination motivation as, as well as whatever the attributes are for that particular uh, method of training 
if you ask your assistant to do that, they just, you know, they try to do it too evenly, so you just get a load of, like, two stars, because they just, it seems to be broken when you auto-assign, so I much prefer doing that myself, uh, and the other thing that I'm really not keen on is uh, trying to get a, a directable to offer players up, because they never fucking do it. How many times... Have you seen a player actually leave as a result of you saying, "Oh, I'm gonna, I want, I put them on the unwanted list or loan them out"? They never go. You end up having to do it all manually anyway. So what's the point in wasting my time in assigning those roles to people anyway, altering the staff responsibilities? No, I'll just do it me fucking self because then at least I know it gets done. Delegation is for wimps. You see, I, I, uh, friendlies and anything financial, I, I control myself. I'm quite anal about that stuff. But just think, I'm just thinking out loud as well, sort of as we're talking. The pre-match tactical briefing, I leave that to Pierce as well. I think his tactical knowledge is six. I've got, <laughs> I've got, to, I've got to sort this shit out, haven't I? I've, 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 it's my own fault. It's all my fault. Uh, Stuart, um, can you can you tell us why you've decided to play a goalkeeper up front? Well, you know, um. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm an electrician by trade, so figured um, it's a good idea to to, to do that. Actually, it's good no one. surprise. It's no surprise, really, is it? Where I, I love the fact that Kurt is having this epiphany. He's off the back of some <laughs> real, real bad results, and he's sat here like, "Holy he's shit!" Win, like, five in a I row know what's now, happening. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be really interested to watch that pick up next week. Um, just in in relation to the rest of the football and stuff and what we were just talking about. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes I've made on on this year's game, and it wasn't a mistake, I was, I was, I was, I was backed into a corner. Argentinos, uh, year one, we had like literally no staff. You know, we had like two coaches. We had a, uh, a scouting team that, you know, that, you know, was basically a newspaper. Um, and we had nothing else. But I had no money, like no money whatsoever. And I thought, if I go out hiring staff members that we unduly need I don't want to end up in this shit because I'm spending money we don't have so I gave the I gave the job of that to the chairman you know you can hire and fire staff and um, anyone who was watching the stream will remember some of the shite we were getting rid of at the end of season one I mean I'm talking physios with physiotherapy at one and two scouts who have got no judging potential or anything you know coaches who you know, people had determination of one. You know, coaches with determination of one. I mean, I don't know how them lads got out of bed in the morning, you know. You know, they're determined to do nothing, you know. So, like, when you do take this, you know, you take this line of where do I delegate, Matt said it perfectly. It's for wimps. If you're going to delegate, expect the job you're going to receive to be shy and nowhere near the level that you would put into it. However, you will save yourself time. And I think that's the key here, and it's been touched on. It's been touched on before. It's like the way we play the game. Everybody plays differently, of course, and we, but equally, we all play different because we all have dif- different levels of time that we can give to a game. We have different ideas of what is a good night on FM for some of us. It's to play two or three games. For others, it's to get through twenty-five in a night. You know, and we all play very differently. Um, but for me, I think the minute that you start handing them reins out to to, to to staff members to do what can be quite important things at your club, you know, you're on a hide into nowhere. Yeah, absolutely agree. If you're gonna if you if the job's good enough, you gotta do it yourself. Absolutely. If you're 
like Kurt said, and I, I, I think it's brilliant. This is literally what you should expect in his streams, but a little bit worse. Actually, about five times worse. Um, but if if you're gonna if you if you're gonna pedal shit, you, you you're gonna find a lot of shit. So yeah, absolutely agree. Just do it yourself. Uh, if you have to get good staff in and then delegate, but still try not to delegate. Well, I think that was. That was very interesting. Uh, for once, it's like we were actually pretty divisive on that, and that, and then Curtis obviously had his marvelous, marvelous epiphany amongst all of it. <laughs> that maybe cha- Stuart Pearce isn't the man for the job. I'm a change man. I'm a change man. <laughs> well, well, actually, we, we were saying about it last week that uh, about my approach to transfer windows. I'm about to approach the January transfer window in the first season in in my Blackburn save. And it's going to be the, my first opportunity to not take part in a transfer window. So I'm I'm getting to uh, sort of apply that little bit of knowledge, and then you can go ahead and get rid of Stuart Pearce because he may be an old boy, but he's bloody useless by the sounds of it. I can't sack him though. He's like old Yeller, you know. Oh, he, I can't. I mean, you know, he's he's a legend at the club. There's no way I could sack him and keep my reputation. I'm just going to have to try and demote him. To does something. the stadium have floodlights still? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe so. I can get him working on those. I'm sure he won't mess that up. I think his his electrician rating is three, so <laughs> he might get electrocuted twice. You've made your bed, Kurt. Now lie in it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, as per usual, there may be no cheerleaders in skimpy skirts or local oddballs trying to hit the crossbar with an oversized inflatable. But we do have Curtis Quiz. <laughs> So, after last week's it got heated in the Discord uh, squad number discussion and the sheer amount of opinion that it spawned, uh, I couldn't not do a quiz based around squad numbers. So this week's quiz is entitled, What's Your Number? Uh, usual rules apply. One point for a correct answer. Uh, if you get a question wrong, you're eliminated from the rest of that question and subject to the Viking Dam minus one point rule. Uh, we will start as always with number one. Is everyone ready? Aye. Good indeed. Question number one What number was Cristiano Ronaldo given when he first joined Real Madrid in 2009? Dave. Dave. Number nine. Is correct. Obviously, Raul still had the number seven shirt. Uh, question number two Another Galactico, Zinedine Zidane. Wore what number playing for Madrid? Teach. Teach. Five. Five is correct. Now, Philip Coutinho has joined Madrid's bitter rivals Barcelona and has been given the number 14 jersey. But what number did he wear at Liverpool? Teach. Teach. Ten? Just in time with number 10, yep. You know, I'm not a Liverpool fan. I don't go out of my way to watch him. I was confident it was 10, but just at that last second. Uh, that obviously, number 10, attacking midfielder. Pretty conventional one. Now for a few unconventional ones. What number did Nicholas Bentner wear in his final few years at Arsenal? Dupe. Dupe. 34. Minus one for Dupe. I know, it's strange. I'm going to be brave. Teach. Teach. 52. 
That's it. One point for teach. Yeah, Get I knew in it was strange. Great answer. <laughs> I was going to say 32. He I wore could... number 26 and then uh, decided to double it for yeah, some they, reason. Yeah, they doubled the number. I was, I, I, do you know what? I'm sat there and thinking, I'm two points to the good. I don't need to get involved, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> don't get involved. Don't get involved. Bang. I like it. I like it. Take a risk. He you dares. Question number five. Seattle Sounders striker Clint Dempsey is a forward who usually wears number two. But what number, famously worn by basketball legend Michael Jordan or David Beckham at Real Madrid, did he wear during his time? That was dupe. 23. 23 is correct. I'm off the minus one. Question number six. Name the midfielder who wore number one whilst player manager at Park. Dave? Edgar Davids. Edgar Davids is correct. Shout. What a player. What number has John Terry worn throughout the entirety of his career? Dupe. 26. Is correct. Question number eight. Can you tell me which number recent FM wonder kid Gianluigi Donnarumma wears... At AC Milan. Clue. You could have an ice cream with the same name. Teach. Teach. 99. 99 is correct. Well, it was a twist or a number, eh? All I needed was that clue. I had it in my mind already. I'm like, but was it? But was it? <laughs> Question number nine. Nigerian striker Kanu wore number 25 during his time at Arsenal. And number 27... Dave... Dave Four. Four is correct. Well played, yes. Dave. Can you finish the I was refusing to get caught into that one, yeah, no, and I, I regretted it instantly. Four. <laughs> what number did he wear whilst playing for the Nigerian national team? Come on. Very good. Very good. Question number ten. All important. Three is the shirt I wore as a teenager in Ghana. It is a powerful number. Dave. Dave. Asamoah Gyan. Is correct. No, this is not fair. Why can you not? Why can you not ask the like lead people in when when it's <laughs> every time? I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. Think no, I'm not going to do it. There's there's about three of those questions this week where I'm like, no, he's going to pull me in. He's he baits me out purposely, and each of them it's been the right bloody answer for fuck's sake. Sorry, I'm, 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 for a I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an angry man. I'm taking the leap out of your cap. We'll uh, we'll run through the scores. Uh, Nerd with a grand total of zero in fourth place. So <laughs> better than applauding. Uh, Dupe uh, third on one point. Well done. Got yourself out of trouble. Uh, and we have a tiebreaker. Yes. Teach Pinch. and Dave tied on four points apiece. This is your moment, Dave. Come on, Dave. This is the moment. <laughs> oh, right. God, no. So, first to buzz in. If you get it wrong, the other person wins. Tiebreaker question. Which unlikely number was defender Khalid Boularouz given? Dave. Dave. Number nine. Is correct. Yeah. Fair play, Dave. Great show. We I wouldn't have got winner. it. I don't know who that lad is. It sounded like some sort of Moroccan dish. <laughs> <laughs> I have a boularoos, please. I love a boularoos, please. Can I get some rice with that, my love? <laughs> Not too spicy. You made it too spicy last week. I mean, is this so, borderline racism? 
Thank Congratulations you. to Dave. Well done. Yeah, well done, well done Dave. Back in the That was a good quiz. I enjoyed that, Kurt. I really enjoyed that. I appreciate that. I like the fact that you've been training us that you're going to do these leading questions. These lead- and then bang, don't add one of them in there. Nerd, nerd, nerd can't handle the pressure, unfortunately. Can we change the, the logo not having on? the pressure? It's just I don't want to end up on minus four. Because <laughs> 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 every time I go to answer it, I, I swear you change the question just as I as I dip in. It's almost that much of a, a conspiracy, but never mind. You can imagine Curtie writing a question. Question if Matt answers. Question if anybody else answers. <laughs> anyway, yeah, enough of the conspiracy theories from my end. Um, right, we're gonna we've got some time for for a single question this week, and uh, it's quite a meaty one, to be honest. Um, it's one that was asked a couple of weeks ago that we that we popped into the vault, and now we're going to answer it. And it's from FM Samo, and it's what happens. When there's more than one WeStream FM faction live at the same time, is there a bit of ribbing behind the scenes? Is it nothing but support competing for viewers? Does it affect the strength of the WeStream FM brand? All of those questions um, that we've got to answer, and which is why we're sort of reserving it for for its own single session right bloody now. So, who wants to tackle that little sausage? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Um, it's it's funny. We're all. We're all actually really supportive of each other. Like, there's no kind of ribbing that goes on. So, if we do have a situation where more than one person's live, I mean, generally the whole thing works like this: someone goes live, we stream FM, will tweet every, you know, tweet that person out that they've gone live, etc. Um, and then, if you are live at the same time as someone else, whoever finishes first just tends to sort of pass their viewers on. They, you know, they'll raid that other person. So, it's a really, really like. It's quite a support, you know. It's a supportive environment. We all support each other, and uh, yeah, obviously, it's sort of it's shown by the fact that th- in the last couple of weeks, three of us, uh, three of us have been partnered. No, absolutely. I think that that's pretty much it, really. Uh, the support that we give each other, and also from everyone, um, is fantastic. And I think it only strengthens the brand having so many people partnered uh, because. You know, strengthening numbers and all of that, and also from a personal perspective, I'm not the most consistent of of streamers. In fact, I've I've mentioned it on a couple of pods ago about my inconsistency is the only consistent consistent thing about what I do. Um, but it this sort of recent news is sort of inspiring me to make sure I am more consistent, so I can push for that purple tick of my own. So, uh, from from the back of other people's success, it's inspiring success in itself. So that can only make us stronger as a unit, surely. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll touch on it a little bit more because my stream, um, inherently, over over the over the whole time I've been streaming, has, has heavily clashed with Viking Dan. You know, we go at the same time. And, and at the end of the day, the, we all have jobs. You know, this isn't a full-time thing. We all have jobs and we only have a certain amount of hours in our days to take part in our hobby, which is, of course, Streaming Football Manager. And... Uh, Although Dan and I have consistently streamed at, at pretty much exactly the same time on an almost nightly basis, we've supported each other massively, especially on 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 this on this push for partnership. Uh, so for me, yeah, I mean, you know, it's almost a it's almost a null and void question as soon as I read it. It's uh, you know, there's there's no question about the support that we give each other, and there's certainly um, absolutely no competitive edge, you know. So uh, so yeah. See, I don't think it's just about 
the support that we get sort of directly in streams either whether it all of us piling in and making sure we're watching each other because it's not always possible as you've already mentioned teach there are a number of us that do tend to stream at the same time purely because we all have jobs but it's also the behind the scenes stuff that we support each other on if we've all got questions about how to set certain things up or um if you know we've got an idea but we're not sure it'll it'll work we run it past each other we we use the support network we've kind of built for ourselves but at the same time we expect honest feedback so if it's a shit idea we expect to be told it's a bit shit or i'll do this slightly differently so it gives us food for thought okay it's it's a the whole point of having this sort of it's a very positive atmosphere but we're not afraid to criticize each other as long as it's constructive and we've got a better suggestion which yeah. i think is is it helps us all become better and improve and ultimately i think that's why we've been able to improve the podcast as well because within the same network we're able to feedback how well we're doing with the pod as well as from the sort of the the greater audience you lot who listen to us the feedback that you give to us helps us improve that and i mentioned it in the tweet earlier that i put out before we recorded when i was asking for questions and it's something i mean quite genuinely in that everything you say that's constructive is taken on board we try to bring it into whether it be into our streams or into the podcast you know you, so you influence the content how you want to influence it and help us make it better well i mean one perfect example of that is this very podcast and the mythical episode zero um we recorded as an, ep- an episode of this podcast and sort of listened back to it and i think it was joe or raz i can't remember and they were basically like look you guys pride yourself on quality and whilst the chat is good, it just it sounded terrible in terms of audio and stuff like that. And so we ended up pulling the pulling that particular episode of the podcast, sort of going back to the drawing board. And and you know we we, we are where we where we are today um, because we are able to give that honest feedback to each other. Yeah, and then with that uh, sort of network support network that sat around us in varying degrees, and each of us offered something a little bit different. We've been able to improve aspects of each other's game, as it were, uh, being able to bounce off the next guy. You know, of course, uh, of course, nerd with his audio, Dave with his graphics. There's always something where we support each other as streamers and what we do, but. I, I, nobody sees what's going on behind the scenes and the amount of ways we support each other in other ways as well. It's, uh, as I say, it's a tight bunch. It's a tight knit bunch that, uh, that, uh, and I can't ever see that changing. It'll always be this way, you know, as that's the way to be. Absolutely. I think that's, that's perfectly rounded that one off. Um, so yeah, I think, I think us being a tight knit group is the reason. And ultimately, I know we knew most of each other before this became a thing, and there was when there was sort of murmurs of bringing something together, but we never actually spoke at such great length as we do now. And you know, from again, from my personal perspective, I've gained a lot more friends through this who I would class as proper friends, not just you know, an you know, an acquaintance who I occasionally speak to when I need something. We speak to each other at least daily, most of the time. I would have thought, unless we're busy, which is something that I don't think I've ever had, even when I was like at uni and I lived with two guys. <laughs> not not actual two guy. That would have been awesome. But um <laughs> but you know, one of my dreams. It might might happen if I move to Turkey. Um but it, it's it's a, a sort of a, a relationship that I'm I'm very thankful for now. So uh, on that note, 
Oh, sorry, Kurt Dog, you, you, you wanted to interject further. I was just worried that you were going to break down and cry then. It <laughs> did sound a bit like an Oscar speech, didn't it? it I'm did sorry. Too, guy. I want to thank my mum. <coughs> Actually, I don't. She's done nothing for me. No, that's a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right. Uh, so, you, we asked for your questions, but we gave you a question this week. Uh, and it was yet another poll. And it was... In, it ties quite neatly into our staff responsibilities chat that we had earlier in the podcast. Uh, Fergie or Phelan, Allardyce or Lee, Simeone or Burgos, or Clough or Taylor. We want to know your preferences for press conferences. Do you religiously take them yourself or hand it off to your assistant? Now, uh, the, vo- the votes are in. It's all confirmed. Uh, 46% said I deal with them myself. 54 said I send my assistant. So this is one of the, the less close ones we've had. The others have been within a percent of each other or so. Um, but this week it's been it's been lo- a lot less tight. Um, Kurt Dog, thoughts? I feel like in the last 45 minutes I've gone full circle. Uh, <laughs> I, I did answer that I leave it to my assistant, but if, you know, given the opportunity again to answer it, no longer. No longer is that the case. I didn't really mention my preference earlier in the team meeting because I kind of knew this was coming up, so I thought I'd save it for this. But um, I, I I leave it to my assistant, and it's so bad. It's so bad. And I shouldn't, and I know I shouldn't, but the questions are so repetitive. It gets boring. It's like they're trying to trip you up, which is what they're trying to do. And I, I promise, I promise I, 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 I won't delegate. I promise. It's for wimps, not for me. I just want to say, you know, if we've got uh, 54% of our listeners who are struggling with inconsistent results, if I can just make one, one, one slight recommendation, you know, just do a few months of doing your own press conferences, work out what the right answers are, work out what the wrong answers are. And you know what, all joking aside, all piss taken aside, you can, you can take the press conferences and you can be main, remain very level. You cannot get involved in the media bullshit and you can refuse to answer and everything else, And which is actually what I do quite a lot. Um, but, you know, do myself. <clears throat> Your results will improve for it. Your players will be better for it. You know, I spend most of my season and, and a lot of the guys who come and view the stream can sort of attest to this. You know, the first couple of seasons, we, you know, our 28 teams, we were ending 18th and 19th. You know, we dragged Argentinos from the bottom. But the morale was good in the squad all the way through the season. You know, we were getting pumped sometimes week in, week out. But the morale was always good. You know, keep good morale and eventually it'll uh, it'll all come together. And uh, sending us assistant managers to the press conferences, <sighs> I might as well just be lighting the touch like paper. And I can just imagine Stuart Pearce sort of lighting a match, throwing it over his shoulder and walking away from an exploding building, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it would have been interesting if there was like, Almost a 50-50 option, like sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. Because I think the the results would have been very, very balanced. I think they would have been sort of equal. Because that's what I do. But So I sort of obviously had to vote. Uh, what I, I think I voted yes, because I do it a lot of the time anyway. Well, as someone who's, who's just sort of said you do a 50-50, Dave, like you'll do something, you'll do us. Do you mind me asking yeah. the whys or the whens that you decide to or not to? Is it is it a time thing or is it a I'm bored now? What you know Because I'm trying to it's work not- out, like I... Like you say, you should put a 50-50 vote in there. I can't help but think that there's two camps out there. There's people who do them and people who don't. And you've just like blown my mind and gone, do you know what? Well, you, you know, one day I'll be like, yeah, I'll do a it few. Depends, and then... 
It depends, because like sometimes if we lose and I'm like a bit peed off at a result, I just send the assistant. Similar sometimes in real life, if a manager's pissed off, they just skip the interviews after the match and stuff. Like Fergie used to do it and stuff like that. But like, um, I, I don't know, sometimes if I'm in a bit, not not a rush, but sometimes if I want to crack on a little bit, I do send the assistant. But a lot of the time, the pre-match ones I do most of the time. The post-match ones, not not. I probably do about 50-50, to be fair, on the post-match ones. But I think the pre-match ones probably do determine a result of the match a little bit more. I said I don't do them, but yeah, I do do them on big games, finals, uh, run-ins to, to maybe win the league, which then just highlights the whole conversation we had that that would then improve results. So I don't know why I haven't got it in my head yet that actually it's a bloody good idea to do them. You see, because I've always had a, a reasonable assistant manager with sort of good motivate a good motivating attribute. If anything, the big games I I leave to him. Like I'd be more likely to do. Uh, I'd be more likely to do the sort of the nothing games, or I'd be more likely to do a press conference if I'm if I'm fuming after a loss, and then leave the bigger games to him because I've just got more faith in what he'd say. Fucking Hollywood dupe. Well, you know, I'll come out to the media when it's a big game, but other than that, no, 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 no. <laughs> no get yourself out there, it. Jeff. Go go, go see the media. Tell you what. You got lost in the show business, son. <laughs> I was born for show business, my friend. See, my only my only remaining question, which is more to the audience than to, to us lot, is uh, how many of that 54% have Stuart Pierce as their assistant manager? <laughs> <laughs> And how many use them? Use him? How much? Curti uses him. Anyway, right. Um, that rounds that one off. So, uh, before we all go, I like that the fact that's rhymed. Uh, I want some links of where we can find each other. So, Kurt Dog, where can people find you? Succinct, please. Uh, listening back to the pod last week, I said Kurt Dog everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Kurt Dog everywhere. It's Curti FM everywhere. Name change, Imo. Um, Mr. Duke, where can people find you? Was that a dick? Because you went from name change to me. Uh, I've, no, I've kept no, it my wasn't. name this week. My name's the same as last week, so it's FM Dupe everywhere. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Dave has a party. Uh, Dave has a party on YouTube. Is that yeah? And um, Dave has a party FM on Twitch and Twitter. And I'll keep those eyes peeled on Twitch this week. On Twitch, what eyes emoji? Yeah. <laughs> Exclusive. No Snapchat this week, Dave. Is that no longer being advertised? Is that no, being I had, I had too, too many dick pics last week. So oh, brilliant. To, uh... brilliant! Sorry, I mean, <laughs> taking photos of yourself doesn't count. Um, but okay, no, you wouldn't be able to see mine. Does it look better hard or soft, Dave? I, I... <laughs> We're not talking about Brexit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Teach. Where can people find you? Well, I'm thinking you know, one of the one of the ones who hasn't changed their name repeatedly over the last few weeks. <laughs> That's um, a gig. <laughs> that is definitely a gig. Um, oh, I should do. I should do because here we go with the uh, the the uh, the merry-go-round that is my different names on different socials. Uh, I'm going to start with the important one: Teach Live on Twitch, and then probably the only other one that really needs to be given is Teach underscore underscore FM on Twitter. Um, the YouTube I could put, but you know, I don't really do anything on it no more, do I? You know. <laughs> May as well put bloody Bebo. Yeah. Bebo, brilliant. Bebo's now a different thing, apparently. Someone bought the name really? and they use it for something else. Um, I was going to mention about you, uh, you can follow Teacher on Snapchat for some purple tick pics. Oh, Ooh, but, uh, I like that. 
I yeah, like that. I yeah. don't know how it works, so exactly. That was going to be the that was going to be the the ultimate punchline to that. <laughs> uh, I have changed my name once again. Uh, it's now public knowledge uh, because some penis decided that they were going to take my beloved at crude nerd on Twitch. So thanks to that prick, I've had to change my name again uh, because I wanted that brand solidarity across everything. So I'm now at Nerdphonic everywhere, but I can finally say everywhere with confidence until someone else decides to claim it because they like doing that. Anyway, uh, all the links for each of us are in the description of this very podcast, as is the link to join the WeStream FM Discord server. Uh, you can, of course, join up and you should be joining up if you enjoyed the pod, then please leave us a review on iTunes as it really helps us out. If you're a SoundCloudite, then please drop us a follow and you'll also be notified of when we next upload a pod if you do so. Uh, the next five-star potential podcast is also available on most other popular podcast platforms. So if you Android mobile users, uh, you can use your whatever app you normally use as long as it's got an RSS feed, you'll be able to grab the five-star pod there. And that's pretty much it for this week. Of course, thank you very much for your questions. Uh, as ever, they will go back into the question vault and continue to ask them by tweeting at Five Star Pod each week. We do ask for them anyway, but if you if you just have that little bit of enlightenment one week where you just want the answer to that one question, you can either drop it in to the Weisham FM Discord where there's a dedicated channel or tweet us. This has been Five Star Potential, a Weisham FM production, and we'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, folks. Bye-bye. Catch you later. See you in a bit. Ciao.